Hey, what it do with the business is. This is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on all things social media. Absolutely, man. I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy, man. I got my green on a week late, represent my Celtics in the building. Let's oh, go. Man. Week late for St. Patrick's Day. How you holding up out there? I'm good, man. Glad you are 40 with your first uh, Celtics piece of memorabilia. That's awesome. Shows man. you're finally uh, claiming your team. They don't get rid of Jason Tatum. I might trade this shit in. <laughs> Hold niggas, man. Niggas think Jason Tatum that dude, and he's not. I'll take him oh, in Detroit man. yesterday. You can have him. Speaking of, um, we welcome you to the On Deck TV podcast, man. This week, it's March Madness is in full effect. You know, On Deck broke the doors down with the brackets years ago when we did the rap brackets from each respective region, and that uh, shook the internet. People have jacked it since then. So we're going to revisit that with whole verses. Mm. Uh, for the quick hits this week, we got a West Coast super group growing in abundance. We got West Excuse me. We got Young Buck claiming that the beef with 50 Cent was fake. I can't wait to get into that. Mm. And your man Casanova's bail was denied for another reason. And later on, wins and losses with Bad Barbie, Quavo, and Saudi. But first... Sweetie. Sweetie, I always mess that name up. First and foremost, man, since the last time we left you, uh, Revelation has came out for your mans. Kanye West is reportedly the richest black man in the world, or is this America? America, America. richest black man in America. $6.6 billion is what it was reported as. Two days later, Forbes came out and uh, discredited this report and used their normal uh, system and gave him a um, rating of $1.6 billion as to where he was worth. My question to you, did you believe that Kanye West was the richest black man in America or not? <laughs> no um it sounded like kanye wrote that article about himself let's be yeah. honest it came from bloomberg and you know we listen last may he was given an evaluation of 1.3 from forbes mm. so let's fast forward you know not even a year later and he's at 6.6 houseway in the words of Kanye, how sway. So, no, it was cap. I didn't believe it. I still waved the flag because that's my guy, though. That's what we're going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm not going to stand for any Kanye slander. And when he's making news talking about bees, I am going to pump it up. However, like you said, Forbes came out, set the record straight. What everybody kind of already knew was that the majority of that uh, was based on projections of what his gap deal could do. It was forecasting, which is something that Forbes does not take into consideration when they're giving their evaluations. So uh, they said his real was actually 1.8, which is nothing to sneeze at, obviously. And I almost wish like these exaggerated numbers hadn't have come out because now you're looking at, oh, wait, it's not 6.6. It's 1.8? Ah, oh, hell. And that we're like, we're all hailing a nigga that just, that's at 1.8 billion when there's only what, two, maybe three people associated with hip hop in this realm. Like that's, a, that's supposed to be a bigger deal than it is. I partly blame Kanye because he complained when Forbes only gave him 1.3 last May. He said it should be 3.3. And so he, he blew that 
Um, so I, I partly blame him. I partly blame Bloomberg for the fake news. But I, I really wish the real numbers would have came out and it would have been celebrated as it should be as another hip hop uh, mogul turning into a billionaire. It's cool. Mm. I blame you. <laughs> blame you. And I blame Kanye West fans everywhere for what you just said. It's my boy and I'm rocking with him. Y'all don't hold y'all mans accountable enough. So he feels like I can call Bloomberg, scream on them, tell them I'm worth $6.6 and some asshole over there is going to print it because I'm Kanye West. I just, that's the biggest problem with people who are not super fans like you have with him is that he gets away and gets to spew bullshit. My question to this, and I couldn't believe the responses that I got. Like you said, this came out, you were in the group chat waving the flag. I was having a conversation with my girl and she said, did you see Kanye West was the richest black man? I said, no, he's not. Oh yeah. Oh, I think you're kind of, and she says to me after I says he's not, oh, I think you're being kind of hard on him. Thank you. I'm just reporting the facts, dude. I know that Kanye West doesn't have 6.6 billion and I'm not gonna let him say it. I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't know we were living in a fantasy world, dude. I guess the, the biggest problem from this though, you kind of alluded to is the, 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 the thing is, this is a big accomplishment. Like Yeezy is up there. It's like, I think $1.7 billion in assets. That ranks really high with some of the biggest brands that are out there like Nike, Louis Vuitton. It's not up there with them, but it's high. And that's a big asset in itself. But when you're on another soapbox screaming, y'all ain't giving me enough respect. I'm worth this much money. And I'm like, bro, like, man, people like, they dismissive of you. They're dismissive of the things that you've done because you're now, like we always say, you're the man to cry wolf. (laughs) Like the six point six billion is gonna come. I have no doubt that he may make this amount of money with Yeezy, and he's smart enough to one hundred. He's talented enough to be at this evaluation at one point. But let get there first. Like Diddy wasn't yelling about a billion dollars before he was like fifty million away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he he waited till he got in the high hundreds of millions before he started trying to be a billionaire. Same thing with Jay Z. Same thing with Dr. Dre. The thing, the problem that people have with Kanye West and why he doesn't get the credit that he's looking for is because he asked for it so much. Yeah. Like you got a billion dollars, bro. You're not calling people to do fucking stories on you. I don't want you to know I got a billion dollars, my nigga. I'm trying to avoid these taxes. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, look, I get that part of it. Um, I'm still waving the flag for my guy. 6.6. Let's go no in the bank as we speak. No accountability. Let's go. Yay. No Shit. accountability. Just to give you some insight on some of the most valuable brands and the, the ridiculousness of this evaluation because what happened, how they got to 6.6 is they gave him 1.7 in his assets and current sales. And they also projected 4.7 billion of sales for Yeezy uh, clothing and the Yeezy shoes. And they based it off the numbers that he put up. Usually when they use those numbers, it's a formula that they put together and they use a small percentage as opposed to where they got Kanye West's 6.6 is using the whole thing. Uh, But some of the brands, though, I want to Porsche, number one luxury brand. I didn't even know. Porsche do got clothes. Actually, I didn't know that. Um, 2020 evaluation was 33 billion. The, Gucci oh, was number two. 2020 evaluation was 17.6 billion. 2019 was 14.6. 
Louis Vuitton is three at 16.4 billion. Cartier is next with 15 billion. Uh, Chanel is next with 13 billion. That's the top. Hermes is next with 11 billion. I say all of those to say like Kanye is in the bees. It ain't like the nigga is in the millions and he ain't comparing with these brands. He may not be top five, top 10, but he's in the billions and a slow, continually to hit singles using the website that he gets. What's the name of the website? The Yeezy Apparel, Yeezy Supply. Yeezy Supply. Yeah, keep using that and you'll be at the 6.6 billion, my nigga. But let them, like, don't force it. Are you, are, are you here for the Yeezy Gap clothes? No. It's hate. Well, actually, I don't know. Thank you. I wouldn't if they don't look like the Yeezy shit, then I may fuck with it. But I mean, Gap is a good brand. I got they got some nice sweats and shit. So I would I, 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 I want to see what it look like. I ain't gonna shut it down. Yeah. I ain't anti Kanye West. Like now, I, I support him through his divorce. I don't want to see a black man going through that. So fair enough. That's respectable. Him. Uh, real quick though, before we move on, some context. The richest black man in the country is Robert F. Smith. Six Vista. billion. Yeah, from Vista Facilities. And the richest black man in the world is Aliko Dangate, $11.8 billion. He's an industrialist from... Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah. Yeah, he's shaking it in Nigeria with 11.8. You know, he got so much money, they ain't even have what he did. Like, what is an industrialist, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, trains and shit? Got... What is that? Well, no, he got, he's in industries, which means he builds businesses and uh, he has a food business. He has a cement business. He has a freight business. And he was born to the richest man in West Africa, too. So uh, okay. Yeah. Some hand-me-downs. Hey, Ben Ball, hey, nigga. I respect it. Um, next up, man, we're taking it to the West Coast. Four MCs have linked up to form a new super group coming from the West Coast. Nope, not the Black Hippies. Sorry, TDE fans. Meet Mount Westmore. Okay, that's Snoop, Ice Cube, E-40, and Too Short. Now, Short Dog has already said they got 50 songs in the can ready to go. My question, are you here for this Mount Westmore album? I'm not here for it. This will get no play in my Jeep. <laughs> but I get it, though. I get I get these four niggas especially coming and being like, hey, man, Mount Rushmore, like we we the faces of the West. We put West Coast on the map because all of them have a, a right to say so. I, I, there may be an older West Coast crowd that's here for this. Like we always champion the contemporary rap. We talk about Jim Jones and the 444 album and Killer Mike and these people that are in the same age group as these guys. And. I don't want to knock the idea. It ain't, it ain't going to catch on like wildfire or anything like that, but I think it's creative. It's a creative name. It, 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 it's interesting to see what these four guys who are veterans will come up with and how they'll push it. And if it catches, I know it won't catch a lot of traction. It ain't the black hippies, like you said, what we were looking for, but how will people respond to this? I think is what I would be most interested in. Like, are people going to be talking about this Mount Westmore album? I'm very interested to see that. Yeah, so on, on this show, I'd say we agree probably 30% of the time. Uh, we don't do this show to agree all the time because then it would be boring, and we don't do the show to disagree all the time because then it wouldn't be realistic. It would be cliche. Uh, with that being said, I'm really just going to repeat everything you just said. No, I'm not here for this shit, obviously. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not. No, no way, no how. I, I, I wish this never happened. If this was maybe 2001, maybe? 
I'd be here for it, even though I'm not personally a big Too Short fan. But the idea is cool in theory. It's cool. Like I look, somebody somewhere they just jizzed in their pants when they heard this news. Okay. Somebody 42, 43 is excited as fuck right now, and that's perfectly fine. I being 28 and a young millennial Gen Zer that I am, plus 12. I'm not. Feeling- <laughs> I'm not feeling this. Uh, this is a skip. It's cool to see. Now, you want to know something funny to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more of a versus effect if any, in, than anything else. Because three of these people have been on versus. Snoop, E-40, and Too Short. And they saw the response that they got from that and the views and the streams and all of that. And they see that there is still an audience that wants to hear them make music. That audience is not on this particular call right here that we're on, but they do exist somewhere. If I had to listen to anybody on here still in 2021, give me Snoop, followed by E-40, and then it is a steep fall off to Ice Cube and Too Short. You doing Ice Cube like that? I can't listen to music. I'm never. I'm not that big of an Ice Cube fan musically. That's nuts. I fuck with him though. Let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. this is how my brain works. Who did they have the hardest time convincing to do this? Who was the last yes? Ice and Cube. Who was the most excited? Uh, Too short was the most excited. Ice Cube was the last yes. <laughs> Ice Cube was the last year because he's working on the plan for black America. So shout out to him. Sure he is. You got Too Short fucked up. Too Short couldn't wait. I think Too Short was the last year. Short no. dog ain't fucking with these niggas, man. <laughs> ain't like, you nigga, you got you. <laughs> well, you didn't I see him in verses? He was too hype. I did not see him in verses. I did. I probably need to check that out. I think the first year was E-40. E-40 always willing to rap. That's true. Now, y'all want to do a group? All right, bro. Let's do that. When y'all need my verses, I got 300 verses right here sitting in the cut. <laughs> I just dropped eight CDs last month. Yeah, I got some music for y'all niggas. He probably didn't have to record nothing. He probably didn't, dude. No. I, I, yeah, I, I'm amazed at the amount of music he's continuously able to put out. I think he was the easiest yes, and I think the hardest yes probably came from too short. Fair enough, man. What else we got? <laughs> Let's circle down to the hometowns. Shout out to Nashville, Tennessee, man, where we originated from in the On Deck TV podcast. And if you know us, you know the city. You know Young Buck is from there as well. Recently, Young Buck came out and he said all of this beef that you've seen, the bickering, the back and forth of him and 50 Cent, it was a joke. Ha ha. This is funny, right? <laughs> Do you think this was a joke? Um, actually, so yeah, he's claiming that he and 50 were in on this the whole time and that he played us. Okay. So let me just get this straight. You're willing, you willingly agreed. What part? The whole 50 has been wearing him out for the last four or five years, dude. Like wearing him out about the transsexual thing, like all the whole nine. So you want me to believe that you, young buck, willingly agreed to let a dude with almost 27 million followers on IG roast you mercifully for the last five years, dude, so you could play us? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all, although due to the parties involved, I believe it, because this is right up 50's alley, dude. 50 is here for this all day, every day. He, 
this is some shit that he does because he understands how important it is to have all eyes on him. He makes a post about Buck. It gets a lot of traction. That follow-up post will be about Powers' new season coming on, which will get residuals from that previous post. He's here for this all day. He knows the game. He's got more to win from this. Buck has more to lose, so I'm not sure why he would have agreed to do this, but he claimed they cool and got a song and a video on the way out, so I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, because we're waiting on that Young Buck and 50 Cent video. Like, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I got to have it. I uh, hope you heard the excitement in my voice. <laughs> Man, come on, bro. Like, wait. And, and I appreciate what Buck did for our city and, and putting it and coming on, being a Nashville rapper, putting it on the national scene. Thanks. But there has to be a point in time where you got to be honest with people if you want to continue to do this. And I ain't going to dive deep into everything that he's been accused of or what people speculate about him. But part of the problem is and why he can't catch any traction is because there's so much conspiracy. It's so cloudy around every fucking thing that you do. If you and 50 Cent are joking, like you said, 50 Cent got 27 million Instagram followers. Let him tell me. I don't need you to tell us, my nigga, because you're on the wrong side of this. <laughs> and when you come out and say, oh, it's a joke, you look like the joke. <laughs> like, unless you on FaceTime with 50 and y'all niggas are laughing together and he ain't laughing at you, then I don't believe it, my nigga. Like, you've been li- he's been lying consistently about everything that he's been caught doing for at least the last three to five years. So why now... Am I going to believe that you and 50 Cent are just joking? Like you said, why why am I 50 Cent? Like, yeah, I can joke with you to get attention and and whatnot. And it may have started that way. Like that may have been the case four years ago. But three, five years later, like you said, like, what the fuck do I get out of this if I'm 50 playing with you on Instagram, my nigga? Like I got power. I got shit that can keep my name out here in these streets, regardless of my situation with you. And if I'm talking to you, so why am I going to go through this facade every day of playing with you on the fucking internet, dude? You ain't <laughs> fool. Like, oh, y'all like the, the, I think the thing that made me the maddest about me is this niggas trying to say, oh, y'all fall for anything. And y'all like, bro, like nobody's stupid, dude. Well, there are some stupid people. Yeah, but let's be clear. You not fooling them. No. Like this shows your level of intelligence if the stupid people not even fooled by this. Because I promise you, it ain't a person on the internet that believed that him and 50 Cent are just joking. <laughs> I promise you, my nigga. We ain't 50 ain't said a word, my nigga. If this was real, 50 would you you would have had a better rollout if this yeah. was real, my nigga. Like if 50 was associated in this with you, you guys would have did y'all would have stuck the landing a lot better. It wouldn't have been a random ass Monday when you just came out of nowhere and said, oh yeah, me and 50 Cent, we were joking the whole time and we got a video coming. What? And what? and even if y'all have a song, even if y'all squashed it and y'all y'all work y'all back working together, don't be like, oh, it was like this the whole time. Yeah. Like, no, bro, stop. He, uh, he he probably got like this either when he realized it was one or two ways. Either he realized that it wasn't going to catch a lot of traction of him joking on you, or he was joking on you and it didn't catch a lot of traction and he gave up. Exactly. But one way, it wasn't the whole time. It wasn't, no, I'm just fucking with you. Like, I, how I see it happening is he may have reached out and been like, bro, you just going to keep going in on me? Ah, now nah, you know I'm just fucking around because ain't nobody paying attention right now. But if people were, then I definitely would be doing this. Or it starts out with, hey, man, how about you make fun of me and we see if this catches on? Uh, yeah, weirdo, sure, I'll do that. 
the fuck out of you, man. Nice try, man. He tried. He tried to Kaiser Sose us, nigga. Walk off straight like he just bodied that man, shit. Still like, living, nah, bro. Still living, uh, Kevin Spacey. I'm sorry. We see right through it. Absolutely not, man. One more quick hit before we get to this March Madness rap bracket featuring Jay-Z versus Casanova, man, was denied bail again due to some comments that he made on Nick Cannon's podcast a while back, um, seemingly tying him to the gang that got him arrested in the first place. Um, the quote was, he mentioned that he was distancing himself from those people that he came up with, but although he was distancing himself, I'm still ape, was the quote. Uh, that's the one that the judge heard and was like, yeah, you know what? You can, you can sit tight. Don't, don't worry about going nowhere. My question, do you think that artists, street artists in particular, will think twice before appearing in interviews now? Well, I'm going to go with this one to a guy that I give a hard time on this podcast a lot, but a big fan of his music. But in his recent interview on No Jumper uh, with Adam22, Saha said, I don't understand the problem that people have with Vlad interviews. He's like, if you're a street nigga, then you know what to and what not to say. Like, Vlad ain't finna jam me up, so I don't have no problem going on there. And that made a lot of sense. It kind of made me change my perspective on people that appear on Vlad and wondering why they would do it. And I say the same thing here. Casanova, people that go talk about street shit, they don't have to stop doing those interviews. They got to stop answering the questions in ways that can get them in trap. And I don't think, I don't even think Casanova did that. I'm just saying in general, because I think right. I'm still ape can be t interpreted a lot of ways if you got a good lawyer that can argue against that. So I feel like he got railroaded there or he need better representation legally. But even when you get people like Vlad and you get people like maybe Adam 22 that, that, that start to ask these incriminating questions, not because they're trying to jam you up, just because they're not of the same lifestyle. They don't know that asking you this can get you life or 20 plus years in prison. But you being the street nigga, the onus is on you, not them. Like you the one that got to know how to answer these questions if you want to do these interviews and you the one that got to be able to skirt around getting in trouble for letting people into your life. So now I have a, a, a new perspective and Saha helped me see that as far as like, if I'm a street nigga and I'm, I'm, I have to be a street nigga. Like I can't go be a rapper because I want to be a rapper and just start blabbing off at the mouth and expect people to give me a pass. Nah, you're a street nigga. You got to go by the street rules wherever you at. So I think the street niggas that know how to navigate it, they'll still be able to do the interviews, but they got to be able to navigate it. Yeah, I don't think this is going to stop them either. Because number one, people just like talking about themselves, bro. Mm. Like people want to show how authentic they are. You know what I mean? Like not even on purpose. I don't think anybody walks into these interviews like I'm going to incriminate myself. They're just talking freely. They get comfortable. Some shows have drinks there that loosens you up a little too much. Uh, but it, it's not going to stop certain people from telling on themselves, bro, because it's too hard not to talk. Um, I hate it for, and then like, like you said, what he said could be interpreted, but man, the judge don't give a fuck about that shit, bro. He literally said, I've distanced myself from these people, but that's where I came from. So it's still in me. That's all. That's, that's basically what he said. And the judge was like, he, he can use that the same way they use lyrics from Mac songs against him. The same way they use lyrics from C murder songs or his name being C murder against him. It doesn't matter. You don't have the leverage dude. So that's the problem. Uh, to your point, though, about people going on Vlad and what, what Saha said, because I did watch, watch most of that Saha as well. 
and I, I think this this doesn't clear quote unquote clear Vlad. I think people generally speaking don't truly believe that he literally is working for the Fed. I don't. Maybe some people do believe it. I don't know. But I, I, I his line of questioning is his style across the board. If you watch any of his other interviews, it's the part that he taps into because he knows that that's what people want to hear. He doesn't give a shit about Feds and I. He just wants clicks because clicks bring revenue. That's all he wants. That's it. Whatever gets them clicks. If you want to talk a salacious sex story or a crime shit or something that's just funny as fuck, he doesn't care. He's trying to get clicks. That's it at the end of the day. So I, I think the onus is on the people who are talking to a certain extent, even though in this case, I don't think Casanova necessarily said anything just egregious. You know, there's two things that I got from what you said that I want your feedback on to see if you think similarly. And, and one of it is, it's not, I'm not giving Vlad a pass at all. I'm not saying that. But now that I think about it and I heard Saha say that, and I just, even watching Adam 22, you know, when you having a conversation with a white person and they just ask you some off the wall shit that a black person would never ask you just because they, they realize like what it's like being black and what's acceptable, like discourse and banter and what's not. I think that, not more so trying to incriminate people, right. not more so trying to throw them under the bus, but just that lack of understanding from black to white and white to black is a lot of what Adam 22 and, and Vlad in this case is what it is. Cause like Vlad, even though he's, like you said, he's trying to ask good questions and get good clicks. He's fascinated with street life. Like he's right. fascinated with that shit. So those questions while they are out of bounds from for a nigga that maybe from street life was familiar with it, it came up around street niggas, so you know what to and what not to ask. He don't got that filter. He don't got that benefit of being like, man, you can't ask a nigga that. Like that's right. And, same and th- same that, thing from with the noisies, the noisy docs were the same way. The little geeky mm, looking white dude, he yeah, would yeah, trip yeah, off yeah. of shit that we would look at and be like, okay. Yeah, like that's normal. We've seen that a thousand times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you're right about that. But I think a race has a lot to do with it more so even than um, them trying to incriminate him and things like that. Even though I still don't just support Vlad's interview style because he knows he's smart enough. I've watched it enough or seen enough clips. He's smart enough to know what he's doing. Some of it's intentional and some of it's not. Some of it I attribute to race, but a lot of it I intention to is just his interview style. But, uh, but to get clicks and not caring what it does. The the thing is though, he and I agree. I agree with all that. He does it across the board though. Like yeah. it, it's not as if he gets the mob people on there and he throws them underhand softballs. Mm-hmm. He does the same thing. Yeah, he's he's fascinated by criminals. That that's what he's fascinated by criminals. But so yeah. is the audience though. That's mm-hmm. the thing. He's playing into what is working for him. People want to talk about why certain rappers repeat the same shit. It's because that's what gets repeated at the shows, dude. They're just doubling and tripling down on what works. That like that's if people didn't watch it, he wouldn't ask that. Like yeah, just to be real. And the other thing about Cass that I was going to get to, like I find it, it just seems like a very unfair advantage that the defense has when he says beforehand. He did. He don't participate, but that's what, you know, is still a part of him. And the argument that his defense team made is like, yeah, he's a, a spokesperson. Like brands have spokesperson. Unfortunately, it's a, a gang has a celebrity spokesperson and then it's my client. That doesn't tie him to any murders or tie him to anything that you're trying to accuse him of. But the judge won't buy that argument. And I think that's a pretty good one, though. 
Like, yeah. you just because I say I'm still APAC, that means I'm affiliated. It don't mean that I'm gang affiliated. It means I rep their brand. Yeah. That's, that's a, a dangerous precedent to set. Yeah, man, we'll see what happens. Um, it's the second time it's been denied. I don't know what's next or when the next time he's going to go up, but I, man, they uh, it ain't looking too good. They on his ass. Guys, we got a dope topic coming up next. We are, woo, it's March Madness. A lot of upsets going on right now. People's brackets are completely blown to smithereens, mine included. I'm almost certain. Not mine, buddy. There Number one in the FSP bracket challenge, baby. Holla at me. I know. I ain't got to look, and I know for a fact I'm in last place. Like, That's I funny. I ain't got to look. Uh, but we got a bracket idea, man. You mentioned it earlier. Rap brackets have been our thing for a very long time. We decided to bring, Yeah, we started this, and we're going to finish this. We're going to bring it back this year for 2021. We got a sweet 16 bracket of Jay-Z verses, all right? Mm. Our favorite Jay-Z verses, Sweet 16. You see what we did there? Uh, we've got them ranked. We've got 16 of our favorite verses, some features, some solo joints, some old, some new. Uh, I'm going to read off our rankings one through eight, and then you round them out. Our seedings are as follows. Number one, with the number one seed, went undefeated through the year. Kanye West's Diamonds remix, his verse on there. Number two, Hovey Baby, verse two on Hovey Baby. Let's be clear. Number three, we've got Dead Presidents to the first verse, Complete Flames. Number four, we've got The Watcher to first verse. All right. The fifth seed is Imaginary Players, verse one. Number six, Maya Best of Me feature, his second verse. All right. Number seven, Jay-Z Renegade, the song with Eminem, but they say he got washed. Not in our eyes. That first verse is the number seven seed. And then number eight is Threats off the Black Album, verse two. Okay. Read the rest of them, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then nine through 16, what we have is You Don't Know, the third verse. Number 10, we got I Show You How to Do This, Son, the first verse. Mm. Dear Summer is the 11th. Number 12 is going to be Lost Ones, the second verse. Ooh. Number 13 is The Blueprint 2, second verse, the infamous Nas diss. Number 14, a week ago, the third verse, the last verse to close it out. Number 15, DMX, blackout verse. Mm. Then number 16 is Jay-Z's first verse on Villainy. All right, man. So that is the bracket challenge. We have them here. <sighs> it's rough, man. It's some rough matchups. It's some rough matchups, guys. Uh, YouTube.com slash Realville. You can watch the episode and follow along. What are we starting off with first, man? That one through 16 matchup? Yeah, that would be the start. Let me ask you. Yes. Based on the rankings and looking at it when you started to fill out your bracket, what did you see? Did you see a possible upset, too high of a ranking, too low of a ranking? Give me an idea of, like, the setup. There are definitely – there will definitely be some upsets. I, what I thought was interesting is that we have four, maybe five. We have four verses from Blueprint 2, mm. which is arguably worst his worst now. album. <laughs> He was rapping his ass off on that. You damn right, he was rapping. Before his we ass. get into that, though, that's a good point. Like, why do you? Why is that his worst album other than Kingdom Come? 
if he That's was true. rapping so well on that because he was ripping like the like I did it my way, meet the parents. Like those are good rapping songs, but then you play the album and you're like Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's the double disc is better. It we favored it more than the general public. I don't hate it. Um, his worst album to me is Kingdom Come, but it's just too many songs, too many fillers. It's the problem you run into when you do a double disc, man. Everybody can't pull that shit off, dude. Not even maybe not even Hove right then. Maybe that wasn't the time. It's tough. Ask Nas, he couldn't pull it off either. So he's not. So Jay's not alone. No, he's not. I think um, it was just too much. Like it wasn't enough Jay Z. Like it wasn't a, mm. it wasn't a Jay Z enough album. Like they were trying to do too much. It yeah, just said that too. Yeah, he was just trying to do too much, man. Real quick though, before we get into these brackets though, what? Give me some. Uh, give me an honorable mention or two. I am glad you asked. My first honorable mention, man, is that is that your chick, the Lost Verse? Oh my god! Me, she keep calling me. Big. Oh my god! Oh, that ain't the Lost so Verse. But the Lost Verse on the. That was the most probably one of the most disrespectful Jay Z verses of all time. Uh, next right up, up there was honorable, super ugly. Yeah, that is super ugly. Next up for the honorable mention uh, was uh, Jay on that Hustler remix with him, Ross, and Jeezy. He ripped that. Oh my God! The, 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 the slick response to Cameron and Dipset was around this time. Interesting thing about that verse: this nigga was thirty six years old. That was making him well, he's fifty two now. So that was like sixteen years ago. Yeah, no, nah, wait, hold up, nah, couldn't have been hustling when it, when <clears> that first Ross came out. Yeah, that was like 06, 07. Damn, oh, 06. Years ago. Yeah, it's 15 years ago. 15, 16 years ago. Damn, it's crazy. That's nuts. Um, that first verse on Why I Love You actually, this is a J Hove recommendation because I super slept on this. Uh, I almost added it to, I almost took one of my picks out and added this on that uh, Watch the Throne, yeah, Why I Love You, and um. And once again, it's on. Oh, my God. That second verse. <clears throat> yeah. They, they, here's the thing about some of those that you named, though, is that because I'm going to say the same thing. I got click on here because I thought he ripped that. He ripped mm. hustling as well. And I, I, I got seen it all, too. Um, the, G, the verse with him and Jeezy on seen it all. He fucking like he killed that. Killed it. Killed it. Um, but the thing about that, once again, one uh, of the funniest comments we got when we rated that. And um, we was oh. like, who had the hardest verse? Talking about Jeezy and Jay. And Starlito commented, he was like, dude, Jeezy was talking about going out of town to get two bricks. Jay-Z was talking about losing 92 bricks. <laughs> just, just to put that in perspective for y'all, I thought that was a very funny comment when he said it. That's a fact. Um, I, I, the thing about that, once again, it's on and a couple of other these records, though, that the person he was on there with went toe-to-toe with him. Because Beans is right there with him on that once again, it's on. That was the only reason why I didn't include that, because Beans may have had a better verse. Nah. My God, Beans was fucking tame. Like, the, it's the, close. What Benny Siegel was doing to, to, to tracks during this, like, two, three-year span when he was, like, in his bag, like, it yes. ain't too many niggas that could rap with him. Jeez. Nah. Right. That nigga was, he, he, was, he could go up there with a hole without question. Um, all right, let's get to this bracket, man. We've got it broken down. You know how it is. One versus 16, two versus 15, so on and so forth. YouTube.com slash Realville, man. Follow along. Let's go ahead and get the one and 16 out the way. I, listen, I don't see an upset here. I'm feeling it as a classic record, obviously. Uh, we all know that. 1996, if every nigga in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged, no one will fall because everyone will be each other's crutches. Like, it's fire, period. 
Diamond's remix is frying it, though. <laughs> that verse is incredible, nigga. Like, uh, more on that later, but for me, it's an easy win for Diamond's remix. Slow-key blowout. It's a blowout. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. The reason why, and maybe we can dive more into it later as this verse moves on, as I'm sure it will, but one of the best things about Jay-Z is his commentary. Like, in the moment commentary like even though he's a recluse and you hardly ever see him and he rarely does the interviews when he dropped this verse people were wondering what was going on with dame what was going on with rockefeller who kanye gonna sign to what's up with like everything was addressed yep and then uh, to top it off i'm a businessman out of businessman it's just like legendary <laughs> rap bar like this shit was that shit, this shit was damn near perfection yeah that's a fact. <clears throat> I think it's safe to say we can move on to the second seed playing, which is Hovey Baby. Um, that is one of the songs on Blueprint 2 that we have on here. First is the number 15 seed, which is Blackout, the feature that's on DMX's uh, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Which one do you have moving forward? Um, man, that Blackout is a strong verse, but it's too young. It's a young Jay-Z, man. Mm. This Hovey baby is so like, this is like some of the best rapping that Jay-Z ever did. Mm. So far ahead of my time, about to start another life. Look behind you, I'm about to pass you twice. Come on, man. That shit. <laughs> I remember when I first heard this, this, this when this came out, and Lil Larry, Dipset Larry, it came with this CD, it just bought it, and he was rapping that Hovey baby. This couldn't have been out a day. <laughs> He was word for word with it, and it was amazing to me. One, because of how cold Jay-Z was rapping, but two, he learned it that quick. That was nuts. Yeah, that the Hobie Baby verse is, is ridiculous. I'm a huge fan of that Blackout record, but again, Locks ripped it. DMX yeah. ripped it. Everybody he, came with it. He got some competition on there, even though he's surrounded by sixes and hummers, bitches among us, trying not to let this bullshit become us. He's spitting, though. <laughs> like, please be clear, but he got competition. I got to go Hovey, baby, because that verse is, is, is ridiculous. That line, I'm so far ahead of you, man. That, like, that line is so hard. It'd take a couple of listens for you to even get that, what he's saying. Like, oh, oh, wait, shit. That, yeah, that shit is crazy. Hovey, baby, that moves on, man. No upsets so far. Next up, we've got Dead Presidents 2. Uh, versus a week ago. That's the three and 14 matchup. Who you got coming out of this one? Man, these are two of my personal favorites. And mm. I almost went with the upset here, but that that dead presidents to where I say Hobie Baby is probably technically one of his best verses bar for bar. And we know what he did with Diamonds and Remix, but as a from a personal favorite standpoint, that dead president is two verse like that. That that's that's what made me like the Jay-Z fan that I became. Like the first album that I heard was at volume one, and I remember going back and listening to Reasonable Doubt and hearing this and be like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, this is my guy. This is my guy right here. So yeah, yeah this verse, I, I got that verse going. Yeah, Dead Presidents is crazy. Um, dabbled in crazy weight before rap was crazy straight, still spending money from 88. 88, nigga. Uh, big boy stunned in that. Uh, a week ago, don't sleep, though. I, I, I like a couple of things he said on there, too. The um, One of my favorites was same thing that make you laugh, make you cry. Same game that make you math, make you die. 
Uh, that shit was hard as fuck, too. My favorite from that and what hit me the hardest, you know that's bad when your sister is mad and your son got to look at you like, this is my, my dad? dad? Man, come on. God. Yeah. Man, yeah. that was nasty, boy. Yeah, that was that was tough, but that, that pray- and that's a fire song. A week ago, it was a fire-ass song. Ah. And, and we still say it was all good just a week ago today. Like, niggas yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. It could have very much easily been an upset. This is true. But it's not. Dead Presidents 2 is moving on. Next up, man, we've got the fourth seed against the 13th seed. Fourth seed is Watcher 2. Um, First verse. And then the 13th seed is Blueprint 2, the second verse. Who do you have moving on? Little known black history facts. Both of these are this verses. You knew about the Nas. That's true. You know who he was talking about on the watch. Who was he talking about on the watch? With Mace? Uh, Or no. He was talking about uh, uh, what is the Earth God? Ja Rule. What is what was the name of that crew? Uh, Murder Inc. Murder Inc. He was talking about Murder Inc. Doing all type of twisted shit with your fingers, niggas. But all the game banging fingers. I read somewhere. I heard somewhere on the podcast that he was talking about Murder Inc. and Ja Rule because they were getting a little spicy during this time, and he wanted to establish himself as the dominant big dog in the game. Mm. So go back and listen to that, and thank Murder Inc. when he's making those. The, the the stuff that he's saying in that verse, but I love this fucking verse, man. Yeah. It, 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 and and it it sounded so good with the washed Dr. Dre on here, like it, like it should have just been a full Jay Z song. Is why you know the first verse was the best verse, but oh man, I don't know. This may be the first upset because that um, it isn't man. That blueprint two, that blueprint two verse and Nas. This is what won the war. Like the battles, it was close. Like, and you didn't know which way this was gonna go. But then you had the, just because you don't understand him, don't mean that he nice. It just means you don't understand all the bullshit that he write. Is he Uchi Wally Wally? Is he one mic? Is he black girl lost a shorty? Oh, you ice. I've been real all my, see, I gotta go with that one just cause I was able to reel all that off. I've been real all my life. Niggas confusing with conceit. Since I would not learn, they try to help him cheat. Listen, you gotta go with Blueprint 2 in the upset there. All, all I gotta say is, can't y'all see that he's fake? Rap version of T.D. Jakes prophesizing on your CDs and tapes for to break you a crumb off a little bit that he makes, and this is with whom you want to place your faith? I'm not reading that. Hey, man. Dude, that, like, to me, here's the reason that the seat is lower seated, though. Because to be real, the impact wasn't the same. Nas never responded. Yeah, people never realized that this was the nail in the coffin. Like exactly. people will reference all the other Blueprint 2 and Super Ugly and all yep. of this. Well, excuse me, not Blueprint 2, but Super Ugly and all Take these different over. things. But they don't remember that this put the nail in the coffin for niggas like us. And I said this before, I think because the name of the song is the same as the album, that's going to mm-hmm. fuck you up. Yep. Like that's <laughs> that's going to fuck you up. You're not going to be able to, de- if I say, man, that Jay-Z Blueprint 2 so hard, they're going to be like, man, the double diss, it was okay. You're like, nah, right. nah, the song. Exactly. What? It should have been something a lot less subtle, like fuck Nas or some shit like that. Like it should have just been real, like overt. Like my nigga, yeah, this is about you. I want everybody to know this. Very uh, Googleable. So that's the first upset, man. I've got Blueprint 2 taking that one as well. Uh, let's move on to the 5 and 12 matchup. Number five was Imaginary Players. All right. Mm. It's a fire-ass verse. And um, number 12 is Lost One's second verse, uh, the one about Beyonce. Which one are you leaning toward on this one? 
512 is usually a good space for upset, man, but that imaginary play is just like it passes off the ad libs, off the background talking. Like I was popping Cristal and a lot of y'all niggas thought that shit was Bill. I was rocking, <laughs> I was rocking platinum when y'all niggas thought that shit was silver, man. I got Bill, y'all niggas got Bill money. I got all year money. Like, nigga, you want to yeah. talk about Jay-Z talking that big money shit. And yeah, I respect the Beyonce. And it's like what you said. This is a good verse, but now to this date with 444 and the other stuff, there are better verses dedicated to Beyonce. Mm. <laughs> so I, if I'm going to go with what's the best here, I got to go with that imaginary player. Just because this was a, like another one of those songs that I attribute to me loving Jay-Z. I mean, Rolex Diamonds, what the fuck y'all done to that? Like this what made me like, oh, okay, dude, for real. Like, okay, I'm fucking with him. That down south Master P bout it bout like it shit. shit. And we thought I thought that he was talking about cash money on this song too. When he was like, those ain't Rolex diamonds, Playboy. What the fuck you done to that? Playboy. Mm. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going imaginary players, but it's so it's and it here's the reason why that lost ones verse one of your favorites. Lost Ones is one of my favorite. That, the second verse is one of my favorite verses, but all three are equal. Damn near equally as good. And you can argue the first verse may be slightly better uh, where he's talking about Dame and Biggs and, and like, and then the last one about his nephew. Like, it's like, it's so heavy. The, the second verse may get a little bit lost, but that was the beginning of the 444 stage. Like, as a grown man, that second verse about Beyonce is crazy. Crazy. I don't think it's meant to be B because she loves her work more than she loves me. And honestly, at 23, I probably learned and not to see like all that shit is crazy. So we ain't we is me and her. Like all that shit is crazy. But uh that first verse is stupid, and so is that last verse. So uh by no fault of his own for having three amazing verses on one song. I can't just pick one and have that move up. So I gotta go imaginary players. But it's close though. It's oh so close. Um next up, man. Only one upset has been there so far. Yeah, that was – I almost did it, though. That was close. Number six, Best of Me verse versus the 11th seed, Dear Summer, which was on uh, in Memphis Bleak's 534 album. The only reason that people even listened to that album was for this Dear Summer. Let's be I clear. Didn't even know there were, I didn't know there were other songs on that album. <laughs> I, I, thought that was, I thought that was a single. I which one you got a, moving forward? <laughs> Man, um, here's tough. another reason, and here's the reasoning that I use because we split hairs when you're doing Jay Z verses. But I could argue that on this same beat, Lil Wayne had a better verse with the best of me. <laughs> Carolina Blue Six, Carolina Blue Six. I could it's argue close, though. it's really, really close. And there's another version of Best of Me where Jay the Kiss did his thing as well. It's not a whole verse. So with those two things being said, I really, I really fuck with that this summer because I know you're going to miss me like Chris White voices and, and Chris White tees or whatever he said. But like, that, that's a perfect ambiance song. And I think that it will never go out of style. He's ripping it and just as the, how smooth it is, you always be able to play that at the Rock Nation brunches <laughs> from the next 20 years on out. So I got to go with this summer, man. Yeah, it's 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 we're going with the upset. Number one, Dear Summer's hella bars. So it's almost like a slick cheat code. Straight through. It's straight through. You know what I'm saying? There's hella bars on there. You don't really want it with hold for the record. I put a couple of careers on hold. Um, but that best of me though, now let's let's oh. let's pay homage. Let's pay homage to that verse and Maya in the jersey dress. 
that's high school making me chase you around for months, having an affair, act like an adult for once. Hands up your skirt, goddamn you flirt. What's a little me on top gonna hurt? Maybe a little bit. Pain is pressure and pressure. And that Carolina blue kicks hottest nigga on the block used to Willie bicycles. Hey man, so look, Wayne gets credit because he flipped that style, but without that, you don't get that. So he did burp it. He burped it. Yeah, he burped that. I give it to him. However, dear summer, to have a solo song on somebody else's album and make everybody forget about <laughs> and the, the, rest of the, the best album. song on the album and and have the best song on the album. We uh, come on, man. Dear summer has to has to win in the upset in the eleven over the six. Mm. All right, it's getting thick now, man. We got we got two upsets on the board. Mm. Um, now we got the number seven versus number ten. We've got Renegade at number seven, first verse. And uh, show you how to do it. Three, uh, the third verse and number ten. Which one you got? And this is close right here too. Close in a lot. I don't know if people was on there show you how to do this like they should have been. Man, uh, it was on drive. Blueprint too, so they may not have been. We we'll drive X fives. We give them the baby bombers. Then we hit the block with the big top. The Kansas chicken. <laughs> what do you say? The Kansas chicken snack. Nah, it looks top? like a yeah, yeah, yeah. The like Kentucky the chicken, chicken box. snack top. Man, he was murdering that. Well, with that being said, Renegade is a classic song, classic verse. I personally like verse two better. And I think really? that's the best verse. Yeah, I think that's my back to the wall, ashy knuckles, pocket field, a lot of lint, not a cent, got a vent, a lot of innocent lives lost on this project bench. So I, I, I personally like the second verse, but the first verse does it for me as well. Uh, I wonder, I show you how to do this. It's one of my favorite personal songs, but bar for bar, I got to go with um, Renegade just because. I don't believe though Eminem watched him. Yeah, it, but it, it's tough because he gets the short end of the stick on that, and people say Eminem watched him. But just, just do you listen to music or do you skim through it? And the just read a magazine that fucked up my day. How you rate music that thugs with nothing relate, relate to, to it? it. I help uh, way through it, not uh, you, not, not you. All of that is that, that to me. That's a classic. That's a classic. Slept on J verse because of Eminem. But show you how to do this, though, man. Like, dude, like that, <laughs> bro. I'm sick of that. you now, later raps, nigga. Rap, rap about, about it now. now. Hope, hope you get it later. later. <laughs> was bucket, big said, boy shit on there, nigga. Bucket low, like, fuck it, bucket though. Up. Nigga, how you want it? My jeans is 300. <laughs> what do you say? These ain't diesel. These is a diesel. That nigga said, these ain't diesel. These is evisels. <laughs> He had niggas on them Avizu jeans too, boy. Niggas was flocking to buy those, man. <laughs> the Avizus was actually some they weren't hyped. Bad. They were a hype pair of jeans. I actually like. I thought those were hard. I'm not gonna they lie. They weren't bad. They I like those. Way overpriced though. Of course, yeah, of clearly. Mm-hmm. But they they were tough and they were better than like red monkeys and shit. Like I ain't like red monkeys. That shit was whack. I don't know. Um, red monkeys was hard. But, no, there was some slaw. With the patches on the back and stuff. <laughs> some slaw. That shit was killing, man. <laughs> That Japanese denim, that was some real country shit right there, nigga. I fucked with that. That was that straight little boosted, little webby, nigga. 100%. Yeah, well, Renegade Renegade moves on in a tight one. That might have been at the buzzer. I'm going to be real. Yeah, that was last minute shot. That might have been at the buzzer, man. Um, Next up, number eight versus number nine. This is the final one in the first round. Number eight is Threats, and number nine is You Don't Know. Um, two big boy verses. Threats was verse two, and you don't know the third verse. Which one you got going ahead? Man, um, 
I'm a hustler. I sell water to a well. Threats is like, if you listen to that nigga, I lift up your whole hood like you got oil under it, that whole line and what he led into with that. Check that bar out alone. Uh, but that yeah. that that made me put it even give it consideration to get up to the nine seed. A low seeding uh, for number eight. But what I do think is that if we talking about threats versus you don't know, I got to go, you don't know just because of the impact. Yeah, and, and, and like I say, threats one of my personal favorites, and and the the oil line fucked with it heavy, but it was just a I sell water to a well, I sell all of that shit right there. Like, come on, man, that's threats, threats was tough. Threats was a cool record. Niggas is targets. You know, you had garages. I parked the bullets. All of that shit was hard as fuck. But man, he, he, the prophecy on you don't know. <laughs> all of that if somebody would have told him hold would have sold clothing not in this lifetime was it in my right mind like That's all that shit was difference. tough put me on anywhere god's green earth i triple my worth that that has to be that's one of my favorite j lines um the song itself is is a better song too but i'm we just going verses you don't know with the upset but not really an upset though nine beat eight that ain't really just that yeah, ain't really upset deal. That happens all the damn time. So we got you don't know moving on. Got a very interesting elite eight. Let's um, we've got one versus the seven diamonds remix versus renegade. Renegade might have got the short end of the stick, bro. Yeah, renegade definitely got the short end of the stick. It was supposed to advance, but this it ain't much to compare with that diamonds remix verse. I'm trying to think of a better Jay Z verse that we may have forgotten about. I don't know what it is. Listen, it's, hey man, it might, but we might have a clear path for this diamond remix, but we'll see. You never know. Yeah. We're going to the other the side. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, diamonds easy though. Um, yeah. number two versus which is Hovey Baby versus number nine. You don't know. Mm. That's closer mm. than than people may think. I'm. I gotta go with the upset. What? Yeah. Look behind because, you. Come on now. But, but that's so technical, though, right? Yep. Like that—that's for niggas is that just like you or me. Is like, man, you just to that second verse on that with Blueprint Two with Hovey, then that line right there. If you're talking about a Fairweather Jay Z, give me a bar that what you said. Uh, put me anywhere on God's green earth. I'm about to triple my worth. I sell water to a well. I'm a hustler. All of that shit. That's general admission for Jay-Z. That's Jay-Z one-on-one. Everybody knows it. And just based off that, I got to advance it. Man, shot at the buzzer for you don't know. I love this. I love that verse. Love, love, love the verse. Also, I just thought of this too. And we got to make a playlist with all these records on here. We're going to make a playlist for you guys. The link will be in the description to follow along with these records too. Absolutely. Um, Next up, man, we have... Ooh, number three, Dead Presidents against number five, Imaginary Players. Dead Presidents, two. Mm. That's rough. Dead Presidents. Uh, each and every day. I got to go Dead Presidents. I got to go yeah. Dead Presidents, too, just because of the, like, it's it's so defining of who Jay-Z is. Like yeah. the other one is the flashy, all of this, but that verse of Dead Presidents kind of give you even more of an in-depth look other than just being flashy. Both of them are great, flashy, stunting songs and, and stunting verses, 
but their presidents give you a little bit more. So that's why I would edge it out. And by edge, like this might have been a half court. Right. This, this, this is a full court ties any layup at the buzzer. <laughs> he went 94 feet, nigga, and was a big, tall, seven-foot white boy who last name you can't pronounce till he made the shot over. <laughs> that was close. The closest hell, man, but their presidents, too. I, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with their presidents, too, making it. But it's, uh, it's, it's close. It's close, man. And so to, to close out the final four, we have Blueprint 2, which was a 13 seed going against Dear mm. Summer, which was an 11 season. Two upsets going against each other. One of these is about to be a Cinderella. Mm. It's, this is close. Again, Dear Summer is a little bit of a cheat code. There's no hook. It's just him killing shit. Blueprint 2 is not really a hook. It's just like a pause in between the first and second verse. And then the second verse, he just went in. If I had to, this is another close one. And yeah. if I had to give the edge to one of these and give a reason why, it would be the thing that got Blueprint 2 through the first round. When you like say, it's hard to find it or people really don't recognize it. Yeah. When Jay dropped this, Dear Summer, like you said, it's the lead single on another nigga album. Yeah. And this is right around the retirement time. People thought yeah, he was retired. Was, yeah, this was a real deal. Like, oh, shit, it's a, uh, like a mystical thing. A Jay-Z verse that came yeah. out on Memphis Bleak's album. Have you heard it? Yeah. And it was surprised nobody expected it. And I remember that. So for that reason... The cheat code is continuing in effect. I got to go to Dear Summer. I've heard Dear Summer out in like lounges and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. <laughs> like that shit, it's going to be like an Isley Brothers song of our generation. Man. That's <laughs> what that's going to be. If people are going to be saying Dear Summer, I know you're going to miss me. You know, everybody, gonna, everybody in the room going to be saying it and swaying with it. Final four, man. Diamonds remix. You don't know. Dear Summer, Dead Presidents 2. Let's start with the you don't know uh the number nine seed against dear summer the 11 seed which one do you got making it to the championship game keep keep the cheat code alive man dear summer makes it all the way to the final yeah what is it this is this is what's the one who who the, who making it through right now who, what was the team um Texas Christian, I, I can't, I couldn't even tell you ball that. state some shit was oral, a, was oral, oral, Roberts. Roberts. oral Roberts oral Roberts you're right Dear like Summer is in its Oral Roberts bag right now. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Making it through. And then we've got Diamonds Remix versus Dead Presidents 2, a one versus three. It's a close game. Oral Green matchup right here. Ain't ain't Diamonds Remix. Like, I think the only thing is a good final matchup with Diamonds Remix and Dear Summer because of the, seat co the cheat code that Dear Summer had, yep. has and how long and extensive it is. That's probably the only thing that could have measured up closely in a final matchup. So I got to go with um, Diamonds off hell remix. I couldn't remember. Yeah, Diamonds from Sierra Leone, man, taking it to the championship game. And, I, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. I've got Diamonds winning this whole thing, guys. It's my favorite Jay-Z verse of all time, man. Bleak could be one hit away his whole career. As long as, as, long I'm, as alive, I'm alive, he's million, a millionaire. Yeah. And even when like, I'm dead, he's in my will somewhere. So he ain't even got to rap. He can just he, go chill somewhere, man. Hey, man. Dog. That nigga, bro, that verse, th this is the epitome of a Jay-Z verse. He is able to cap encapsulate what's going on right now, address everything that's the rumors, the all that bullshit. I got it from here, yay, damn. Like, even when he came in, like, the nigga was tired of hearing the shit, dude. <laughs> like, 
He, he running off the roster. Name is mine. The game is intact. <laughs> what do you say? I take blame for that, man. He was. Hey, man. Guess who ain't gonna crack? Pardon me. I had to laugh at that. How could you vault? Oh, hey, man. That verse is flawless. <laughs> like it's a part. Yeah. Like that's a perfect Jay Z verse, in my humble opinion. It like he just he, the way he touched on everything over that fire ass production. Like, bro, it just. He killed it. I don't know what else to say. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Close game. Dear Summer, because of the length and because of, you know, just the, the impact that it had, it made, made it close, but I don't – can't compare. Can't nah, compare. Man. This is the perfect verse, a perfect timing. It epitomizes everything that we love about Jay-Z. Diamonds from Sierra Leone wins the greatest Jay-Z versus the Sweet 16 rap bracket on deck edition. Guys, let us know which of these is your favorite Jay-Z verse. Again, we'll have them listed. Watch on YouTube, man. You can see the bracket, see who wins, see the matchups, all that good shit. But comment on the YouTube when you do that, too. Let us know who you got. Absolutely, man. And comment for who you want the next bracket to be of. We're going to do one more of these before the month of March closes out. So we got 16s of another artist's best verses that we'll go through next week. Tell us who that artist should be. Give us some suggestions on who you guys want to hear. Absolutely, man. We got some uh, some wins and some losses coming our way. What are we looking at? Wins and losses. The first W goes to Yo Girl, Bad Barbie. Uh, she calls out Dr. Phil for his alleged role in uh, some disciplinary camp and they, the, the story is that they were treating kids wrong and now they got a lawsuit against him and all these other things and she wants him to come out and speak to his role that he played in it you fucking with that shout out to bad baby uh barbie who you continue baby, to continuously call barbie uh but i look i listen they're going to be tied together for the rest of our lives. I, I barely remember that that's her name. She's the catch me outside girl to me. And I don't understand how she's still relevant, known or famous. Uh, I really wish she'd just go away. She finally trying to do some good though. I ain't mad finally trying to do some good and, and get Dr. Phil ass out of here. Some nasty rumors out there about Dr. Phil. Uh, it's, all, it's only a matter of time man, before you turn into the villain. It, it'll be rumors Thanks. about everybody after a while. That is true. Next, we got a L out to Quavo and Sweetie. Mm. It's the end of Black Love in their case, man. What would you think about the split and the social media reaction? Hey, man, they, look, young power couple, man. You hate to see it. Uh, but, hey, somebody made a very good point. I think it was Lil Duval said, Sweetie need to drop the, like, the single, like, I'm single type song, like, yesterday, nigga, and it would go right now. Uh, so she needed to be in the studio working on that. Uh, Quavo, I forgot they talked. I, it didn't look authentic to me anyway, but hey, it is what it <laughs> is. <laughs> it was damn the mayor. Nah, they been getting like two years, and that shit was light. That quarantine, and they got on each other's nerves in that quarantine, but that's Facts. all it was. Facts. <laughs> I, I don't got too much to say about this, yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for black love, man. Unfortunately, that it happened, so you know, maybe I'll take a page out of Offset book and get back in there. <laughs> Speaking of Offset, uh, Offset is going to produce and judge a new hip-hop fashion show mm. on HBO Max called The Hype. Are you checking for this? I'm here for that, man. Shout out to Offset. Uh, I know his brother Quavo took an L, but he got a W. This is a good look. 
HBO Max is cooking with their content. So I'm interested to see what this is talking about. He's going to be one of the judges. Uh, a hip-hop fashion show, we, I don't think we've seen that. Uh, nah, that should be dope. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't never seen that, man. Lot, Offset gets a lot of heat. Uh, a lot of people wear him out because they say he just got on shoes since he got some bread. And a lot, like, true sneakerheads look at people like that, like, that's cap. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man, don't act like you've been here. But I don't I don't necessarily believe that. I think Offset, kind of, he, he know he knows sneaker. His sneaker knowledge is up to par from what I've seen. So I'm here for this. I'm going to check it out. What does that mean, sneaker knowledge is up to par? Meaning he he, ain't, he, ain't he knew about this before he got money. I don't believe that. No, he, he did because when they they went on sneaker shopping early several years ago and they knew they knew what was what. You can tell this is all you can do watch sneaker shopping and you can tell who knows about shoes and who don't. You you can tell off well off well. Okay. And they knew sense. it. All Migos, they knew. They knew what the, the colorways was and the da-da-da-da. They knew all the right shit. Rick Ross went on there, and he, he was just like, nigga, Jordans? Yeah, those. Oh, I mean, Ross on that? Tw- I mean, I mean, 12s? Oh, 13s, 13. When you get to doing that, <laughs> it's like, this ain't your bag. Oh, uh, Ross don't even know the numbers. Yeah, he was he was stumbling. Nah, that's rough. Ross yeah. an old nigga, though. He was in jail, and he was a P.O., nigga. They wore one kind of shoe to work here. A C.O.? CEO, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's the uh, who you got for on deck or other week, sir? Hey man, we are taking it to YouTube. Uh, shout out to the comments under the hip hop daylight savings time. Um, old school AJ said, "Dope like always, my guys." One hundred, appreciate that. And then Maurice Hunt said, "I would uh, I would turn back the time on Nipsey Hustle, maybe have him running the shop from a distance instead of being there during the shooting." He was going to be the next Jay-Z of the West Coast. He had a second person, B.O.B., when he was trying mm. to do the B.O.B. versus Bobby Ray tape, trying to make music for the clubs and all that shit. He thinks he should have stuck to the eclectic artistry type music that he came in with that people are doing on Colors and Tiny Desk and shit now. He think he would have won with that. And then lastly, he said Tupac. Uh, he recently watched the Resurrection documentary from a couple of years ago, and he was so misunderstood. He definitely would have been out of here today. Shout out to Maurice Hunt. Shout out to um, old school AJ for the comments. Good looking. Um, I agree. Uh, that that Pop Resurrection documentary is a classic, by the way, if anybody don't know. Absolutely. And shout out to um, Dustin from Beer Organics, man. This topic resonated with a lot of people. You know, we had the sponsor at one point in time for his mm-hmm. product. He reached out and he told me a couple people that he would have picked two that I liked. Uh, one was Twister. Okay. He's from the South. He said he would have turned back to the time and do that legit balling over and let him get with Ye super early and kind of redirect his career from there, getting with Kanye West a lot early. And the other one was Aaliyah. Mm. Not getting on that plane, sticking around the stage, not doing what she did and blowing up to be a bigger superstar than she was. I thought those were interesting. Very good picks. Very good choices. We appreciate the feedback, guys. Do the same on this one, man. Make sure you comment. Let us know which Jay-Z verse is your favorite. Do you have a put on for me this week, my good man? Uh, yes, absolutely, man. I was out this week and uh, actually my boy Jay Hove put me on this. I couldn't find no dumbbells nowhere. So I got on the resistance bands this week and I've been using them on the different workouts, man. So if you were on the fence and can't find dumbbells, need some little desk workout while you're sitting in your office, man, the resistance bands, they legit. I was skeptical of them before I copped them this week, but I've been working with them all week and I fuck with them, man. Get you some resistance bands. 
Yeah, now them, them resistance bands ain't no joke. I got to set them too. They work. Yes, they work heavy. <laughs> I like that. And it ain't, it ain't difficult. Like maintenance, you just boom, boom, knock it out real quick and you gone. So get you some resistance bands, man. Keep your, stay, stay, stay limble. limble. Absolutely, man. I'm getting my summer body on. Summer 2022, nigga, I'm back. Um, <laughs> facts, though. Um, my put on for this week, something left field, guys. Uh, I did this over the week annualcreditreport.com guys check your fucking credit reports i hopped on there you get one free uh check a year on annualcreditreport.com i checked mine and i had something on there that was negatively impacting my shit and i was able to dispute it and they called me the next day and was like hey it's gone i was like nigga bet <laughs> appreciate you so now my score is gonna jump up probably 30 40 points just off of that so man make sure y'all go on there you never know what could be on there it's really easy dispute everything that's on there that is not a student loan just take my word for it annualcreditreport.com you get one free a year go there and do that man get your credit report up so they say you can get out here and get the cop and some shit so you just go in there and dispute shit yeah I, yeah I, I, somebody put me on that game a long time ago and i did that you can dispute everything just don't everything but student loans so all right if it's negatively impacting, if it's positively impacting, you don't fucking right. dispute yeah. it. If it's positive, yeah, the positive debt. Because there is this thing as positive debt. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So there you go. Do that. And that's, a, and that's a, my put on for the week. Um, hey, man, anything else for the uh, before we get out of here? No, nah, man, that's it, man. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you guys joining the Patreon. Brand new review is going to be up for the month of March. Continue to listen to the Snow School podcast. It's the unofficial, official review of the weekly FX series, Snowfall. Jump down there every week and do a scene-by-scene scene breakdown. We're going to have you join us on there here pretty soon, man, since you caught up now. And, Absolutely. Um, I am caught up sure in this shit. And that shit is fire, by the way. So salute to all of the guest hosts that have been on Snow School. And like you said, uh, Patreon, check that out. We got another double disc coming from a former rock uh, Rockefeller artist uh, this week on the uh, Patreon, man. Y'all before y'all look forward to that. Uh, another dope review for show. Who could it be? And we out. <laughs> we'll holler.